and welcome back to the program. You're listening to NPR. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. This is the Notion Club. I'm glad you found us. I am Muskego Brown, and I am super excited for today's episode because uh, we are going to be treated to some personal uh, stories from both Mariah and Josh here about some, I would say, fairly supernatural occurrences. Well, maybe not supernatural in both cases some here, paranormal but paranormal activities. <laughs> if you will. Exactly. Or terrestrial. Exactly. Some <laughs> terrestrial, <laughs> controversial, extra um, dimensional. Yeah, there you go. Full of, full of <clears throat> scandal. Yes. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you again for listening, and uh, I'll just open it up to uh, let's have Mariah go first. And that's the show, um, guys. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Um, but she uh, has a story for us about something that happened to her up in the woods of Minnesota. Oh, I yeah. Believe. Okay, well, uh, before we get into my story, um, I kind of want to ask each of you what you think Bigfoot is. So, Josh, hmm. maybe we'll start with you. What do you think Bigfoot is? Well, I think that's an interesting topic. I don't think it's necessarily something I'm as familiar with or something uh, that I'm as informed on. Um, but given the fact that I grew up in kind of the northern part of Illinois and the southern part of Wisconsin and then Colorado as well, there's a lot of very weird experiences that you can have in nature, especially once you get up into the mountains. And so even though I'm not necessarily as familiar with it, I think it's, it's something that I'm open and interested in hearing people's experiences about because having had my own strange experiences, I think that the more that we can have discussions about that kind of stuff, the more we can kind of uh, hone in and figure out what's going on, kind of zero in yeah. and and come up with some kind of idea of what people are seeing. I think with uh, the general like populace, a lot of people don't talk enough about these experiences. Um, you're kind of like shunned or laughed at or, you know, and then there's some people who do take you seriously, but like a lot of, other things about them don't necessarily make society take them seriously. So it's kind of hard because we do need more conversation around it so that we can start, like, taking away the, you know, the make-believe and, like, see what's really going on. I don't know. That's I agree, but I also – I think that that's been one of my, the problems that I've had with talking about my psychedelic experiences is that people will immediately discount them and say, like, Oh, that was just something that was happening in your mind or, yep. you know, they, they try to explain it in some kind of way or even to the point where they'll discredit it and say, like, if you really believe in the things that you were seeing, maybe you're a little bit off your rocker. You know what yeah. I mean? Maybe it's into the territory of schizophrenia or people have mm. a belief system about psychedelics being able to damage your brain or personality in some long term way, which there's no evidence for. Um but I think it goes to the same thing with people's experiences. Like there was a movie that came out. Um, it's an older movie, but the guy was interviewed recently on Joe Rogan, I believe, talking about an experience he had being abducted. Mm -hmm. And I wish I could remember this guy's name. It'll come to me in the show, and I'll bring it up. Okay. Um, but his this movie is f fantastic, and it's amazing. And I don't know, based on how real these experiences are to people... I don't know how to discredit them because of how real my own experiences have been to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it gets in a muddy water really quick when you start to talk about some of these things. So that's why I kind of like want to ask um, what you guys think before I jump in with everything I'm going to say because I don't want to like sway one way or the other. Yeah. Um, so so I, I guess, Mosquito, what, what's your thoughts? <laughs> well, when, when I hear the term Bigfoot, I guess the first image that comes to my mind is ska- uh, Sasquatch, mm-hmm. like a, a big, gr- yeah, big gorilla. Yeah. Or uh, Sam Squamch, as they say in <laughs> Trailer Park Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I will totally admit that I am very skeptical of people who purport to see Bigfoot mm-hmm. or Sam Squamch. <laughs> um, but I will totally admit that it makes no sense for me to be as skeptical as I am. I'm just thinking, like, last week I heard, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but I heard yet another uh, report of a pterodactyl sighting in North Carolina. How many pterodactyl and sightings have there been? Apparently lots. Wow. Um, less and less these days, but if you're familiar with who Charlemagne the God is, yes, he's talked about how uh, he grew up in North Carolina and regularly saw them. In what? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm going to have to look for this some up. Reason, yeah, for some reason, I have no problem believing that. Um, so I see my inconsistency in what people or what I believe people are seeing and not seeing. Um, I believe people when they talk about seeing UFOs, pterodactyls, but for some reason when it comes to Sam Squamch, not so much. (laughs) Okay. So that's, that's where I come in. Um, I did not believe in Bigfoot at all. I believe, mm-hmm. like, in aliens, you know, extra dimensions. Like, I have some kooky thoughts on things, right? But up until about two years ago, I thought Bigfoot was just, like, a funny thing. It was just a funny folktale. Um, you know, you see those, what were they, Jack Links, I think, uh, commercials where, like, uh, oh, yeah, Sasquatch yeah, yeah. would yeah. be like, where's yeah. my meat, or whatever it was. Um, like that's honestly as much as I've ever given it consideration. I was like, oh, those commercials are funny. That's it. Um, so never a believer in Bigfoot and that's where it came in. Now I will start off by saying, so there's a little bit of like a, a buildup to my Bigfoot experience. So hold tight guys. Um, Basically, like, I have always had dreams since I was a kid, and they've been very, very real to me. Um, I mean, I think as a kid, they were more, like, just another version of reality. Like, I would hear things and um, dream about things. And then I started to dream about some things that actually, like, came to pass. Like, some things actually, like, happened. And I was kind of like, okay, so there's more to dreams than I think I, I, most people give credit to. So I, I take dreams like pretty seriously. And for a long time, I had nightmares. Nightmares are like a consistent thread throughout my life, uh, lifetime. And, um, with it, it's, there have been 
certain times where I've been able to go in and like kind of control my dreams, like, you know, something's happening, I could like do something different. There's always this consistent house that I can go to in my dreams. This sounds crazy. This sounds crazy. Um, well, do you mean like lucid dreaming in a way? I, I don't, I would say, yeah, it's probably closest to lucid dreaming. Um, because I can go into a dream, um, you know, if, uh, something scary happens, I can change something or stop it. Um, I can wake up and then as soon as I go back to sleep, I can go back into the dream. Like it's, it's very. And you're aware that you're dreaming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I know I'm dreaming. Um, sometimes as a kid, I didn't know. I just had really bad dreams. So I would like make myself like stay awake. But as an adult, as I grew um, up, I was just like, why, why be afraid? So anyways, I had some dreams that came to pass. My grandmother, um, she always had dreams that would come true. She'd be like, oh, this is going to happen. And sure enough, it would happen. Why grandma? How did you know that? She was like, I would dreamt about it. So I kind of feel like, I don't know if it's something, it sounds crazy. It sounds well, Nuts. I'm but. sorry. I don't. I don't mean to derail your story here, but um, I think you once told me didn't didn't your grandma practice Santeria or mm. the dark arts? No, she called herself a a good witch, um, a white witch. They're a little bit. But but still practice magic. A little bit. It's kind of a part. So my grandmother is Puerto Rican, and a part of Puerto Rican like like the culture is very like heavy into Catholicism and then like I don't know not Wicca but like very like there's dark magic in Puerto Rico like really dark magic but right, my grandma right. would practice. I might be totally wrong but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Santeria is it I, I, I might be totally off on that but hmm. I'd have to look into yeah. it because I don't I don't know I always kind of ignored yeah. my grandma she'd be like I'm a good witch I'm like okay grandma like Disney says otherwise witches are not good <laughs> Sure, sure. Um, that's what I thought as a kid. Please, like, don't <laughs> take that now. Um, I'd have to look into it. But anyway, so those are just kind of like, that's kind of like my background when it comes to dreams. Um, so uh, every year uh, I have family that goes up to Minnesota to a property. Minnesota. Um <laughs> <laughs> we go up north and um, we will camp out for a week or two. And it's normally around like 4th of July, um, Memorial Day, that kind of thing. And it's the deep woods of Minnesota. If anyone's familiar with like Park Rapids area, but a little bit closer to, um, what what is it called? Um, it's a forest preserve. Hold on. Let me look this up. <clears throat> I have it screenshotted, so hopefully... Um, it's like the Monaga area, um, Park Rapids, okay. Monaga, um, Wadena, uh, but it is by a national forest, uh, Chippewa. Mm, okay. National forest. So anyways, never had an experience. Well, um, one night my, um, my cousin, her boyfriend and myself, we were all staying in a tent and that night I started having really bad dreams and by bad, like I was dripping in sweat and I remember, <laughs> this is all weird, um, I remember uh, in the dream there were greys, not, 
but they were more like children i guess i don't know gray children essentially and they kept saying like you have to decide you have to come with us you need to come with us now and they were very forceful but like terrifying and Mm -hmm. i was i woke up and um i also have sleep paralysis a lot but I had sleep paralysis and I remember just trying to like throw myself back into like my body to like wake up and Mm -hmm. um and so I was trying to wake up and I could feel it and I remember opening my eyes and there was like this shadow like a very big shadow and it was right outside of our tent and I was like what what the heck and now the way that we had it set up so there's uh my family has a big barn they have cameras everywhere trail cams like all that kind of thing like we are very protected well we were on the outskirts of the tent so there's campers and we were the only one in a tent and so our tent doors were actually facing towards our barn and the campers and the campfire so the back it was very strange but there was a light on the barn that was like we were able to kind of like see shadows that passed by our our tent so i remember waking up and as i was like trying to throw myself back into my body from this terrifying dream of these like things saying like come with us um they like i heard like very heavy dark breathing like almost like a horse it was really weird and big footsteps (laughs) this sounds insane big footsteps and I remember sitting up my dog who was a puppy at the time was just shaking she was just on my on on like my not on my chest but to like to the side and she was shaking and I like sit up and I look behind me to see like if my cousin is awake or her boyfriend and uh her boyfriend was sitting like up straight just watching this shadow so he was up before I was um and he was just like like quiet and I was like oh my god like trying to sit up and get my bearings almost from from this nightmare and uh and then it just ran off like very heavy footsteps ran off and we're like what the hell was that like we were so scared and we woke my cousin up we're like you didn't hear that like you didn't see that she was like no it's fine you guys are crazy like go back to sleep and we're both like shaking we are so scared and um it was terrifying so anyways um i tried to go back to sleep but honestly the voices from my dream were still like ringing in my ears all i could think about was this bigfoot like thing and the thing was is neither one of us said bigfoot neither one of us believed in bigfoot like we weren't going there we were just like who was outside of our tent nobody's that big nobody is gonna sit outside of our tent and try to scare us like everyone's asleep it was like two three in the morning um so anyways um we both try to like lay back down and i want to say about an hour later um i had another bad dream but it wasn't like these gray creatures. It was just another bad dream. I can't remember what it was. Um, and then again, there was the shadow again. Josh uh, had heard it too, my cousin, as uh, boyfriend. And we were like, okay, we need to make a run for it. We need to run for the for the campers. We need to like book it. We don't have guns in, in our tent, like nothing. We have nothing to protect ourselves. And my dog's good for nothing. She's a puppy. <laughs> so we were like, 
but we got to make a book. We got to make a run for it. So we ran and we managed to uh, make it to one of the campers and we woke my uncle up and he went to go and check everything. He went to go check uh, the trail cams. He has like all of it set up in his barn where he can see like all of the, the live feeds going on. And he was like, where you're saying it was is literally right outside of the peripheral of the camera. And I was like, you're kidding me. Dang. You're kidding me. So if anyone knows anything about Bigfoot, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of conversation around how they know to avoid like technology. I don't know yeah, if it's like just a way a sense to... of intelligence. Like they're, it's, they're, yeah. they're aware of it. It's like they're smarter than they're giving credit for, for sure. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a way to explain away why we don't have more like footage or photography of like Bigfoots out there. But it was strange that it was so close to us. It, we could vi- like visibly see it. We could hear it. Um, and it was literally right outside of the peripheral of the camera. So anyways, um, we ended up staying up for an hour or two and then we all went back and I ended up staying up in one of the campers instead of the tent because I was like, I'm done. Like I'm not doing it. And we had actually let in all of the bugs in our tent (laughs) when we made a run for the campers and they were like, no, we're not sleeping in in the tent. So we all went, we all dispersed to a camper. And again, I kept having, um, I, I had another dream of these, like, gray creatures, and um, it was terrifying, and my mom, again, I, I had sleep paralysis, my mom was, like, trying to shake me awake, because I was, like, I can't scream, but I can, like, mumble, and she was, like, waking me up, and, and I tried to explain everything to her, and she was just, like, oh, like, you just gotta pray it away, and, like, everything's gonna be okay, and I'm, like, no, this is like a, a common experience that I have is sleep paralysis, bad dreams, but it's weird because these things in my dream felt more real than ever. I mean, I can describe to you like it was a dark forest and the there were like six of them and they were all trying to say like, come with us now. Like you have to come with us. And it was so like scary because it's not like they were intimidating looking but their voices were intimidating and the the way that they were saying it was intimidating. So anyways, afterwards, I was like, this is crazy. My uncle tried to say like, oh, it could be turkeys. Turkeys jump out of trees and they have like big, you know, um, footsteps. And I was like, but we saw this thing. We saw it. Now, um, so I started looking up into like Bigfoot lore and all that kind of thing, came to find out that uh, Minnesota is pretty prevalent for Bigfoot sightings. And actually the Chippewa... Yeah, I've heard that. Um, yeah, the Chippewa Forest is actually pretty well known for Bigfoot sightings. So um, I think there's a specific town, actually. Let's see what it was. Um, it is... Mm-mm. Reamer. It's Reamer, um, Minnesota, which is actually probably, I think, about an hour away from where our our campsite is every year. And back in, I think, 2020 or 2021, there was a sighting in this town. And I was like, that's not far. Yeah, it was, Hmm. um, it was 
June of 21. I'll include this article, but um, there's a lot of sightings in Bigfoot, and I was like, that's crazy. And, you know, my cousin's boyfriend and I, we were pretty quiet about it. You know, we didn't say, like, oh, it's Bigfoot. Like, but it both kind of came to us slowly, like, dude, what if it was? <laughs> like, what if it was Bigfoot? Because, like, who else is crawling around at different cap campsites at night, you know? Um, and so we both kind of were like, oh, it's, you know, Bigfoot. <laughs> Joking between ourselves. And then we started um, doing more um, research and Again, we came to find out that Minnesota was kind of prevalent with Bigfoot sightings, and um, I started seeing a, a trend between Bigfoot and greys, or Bigfoot and aliens, or there's generally a I, UFO I wanna, sighting. I <laughs> wanted to ask about that. What What do you think the connection is between these dreams about the greys you were having and Bigfoot being in your presence? Like, what what's the connection in your mind there? So I hear, I, I didn't think that there was a connection honestly and from my research afterwards it seems like either Bigfoot protects humans from aliens or some of them seem to work with aliens so it's kind of hard to explain but from what I've seen there are some Bigfoots that will scare away aliens. Um, Have you heard that Bigfoot in some cases is thought to be like an interdimensional sort of being, which I don't mean yep. to sound weird, but like that's one of the reasons why they're also not able to be captured on film. Yeah. It's kind of like they're outside of hmm. the frequency <laughs> or the spectrum that we're able to see or sense in a, in yeah. a way, but like, I don't know if that's, it's almost like when we do see them, it's, it's like a small pocket of the veil lifting. Yeah. yeah like a supernatural yeah. experience. Okay. Which is why a lot of people do think that's the case because, um, you know, there's no bones. There's no Bigfoot bones. There's no right, remains. Right, right. And one would assume that, you know, they could, if they were part, you know, terrestrial in some form or they were able to enter this dimension, you would think that, you know, if one of them died or got hurt or something, we would have something from them. Yeah. So a lot of people think that with them being interdimensional, that if they do pass away or they do get hurt, like it, it's they're not going. The remains are not going to remain on this earth because they don't. Sure. It's not of this like earth. I've heard some yeah. different theories, but um, with the aliens, it seems like some of them prevent people from being kidnapped, and some of them work with aliens to. Um, to kind of like abduct people and it honestly sure. like felt like now this thing felt menacing i will say like like spiritually i don't think i've ever felt something so dark um yeah it was pretty scary um but it did feel like these like beings in my dream were like close to abduction i i <laughs> i never believed in like alien abduction or anything like that but this felt like if that was the case this this would be a good example of like why i should maybe take heed to some of these stories that i see out there um so anyways this thing was crazy um now in research later on i found like a lot of the times that um a lot of people think that there is a tie between the Nephilim and Bigfoot, and I'm always like looking for those Nephilim threads. That's but very a lot of people 
say that the Watchers actually, um, these are either the remains of the Watchers <laughs> that they're. So, go ahead. <laughs> I, I I hate to derail your experience if it's just I'm trying to make a connection be- between my current fascination with one Alistair Crowley mm. and your experience. I just sent you guys a picture of a demon by the mm. name of Lamb okay. that Alistair Crowley once tried yeah, to Yeah, I've seen summon. this. This is interesting. This 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 he mm, drew yeah, this that's... way before the stereotype of the alien with the gigantic head and the black eyes. <sighs> he he came up with this image long before all that. And that was a dark entity entity that he would regularly encounter and interact with. Yeah. It um, I think it's pretty creepy. I mean, this might be a bit of a stretch, but you you talk about the Nephilim and how I mean, if if my memory serves me correct, in the Book of Enoch, um, it was literally the the enemies of God, the the tra- the traitors to God, who had come down to Earth, and you know taught mankind how to like forge weapons and taught them black magic. And all this, yes. and it just all around evil, yep. and it, I don't know. Just like the 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 image immediately came to my head when you were talking about how you felt like an evil foreboding, as you felt Bigfoot and his presence. Yeah, um, if it was Bigfoot, I mean, this is probably. No, I, I keep saying, like, Bigfoot, but, like, this is probably the best, uh, like, example that I can give to describe, like, what this creature was or, like, sure. what this thing was. Like, it's not a turkey. Sure. Well, <laughs> they know? call okay. him the beast. <laughs> yeah. To that extent, though, I think that one of the one of the problems we run into when we're trying to talk about the unknown mm-hmm. is that we don't have we don't have names for it. Yeah. Right. right? right. And we don't we don't have an agreed upon terminology necessarily set up. And so there are some, you know, some of these topics where there are names that we've come up with where we just kind of say like, this is the generic keyword. And so for a long time it was UFO, which was unidentified flying objects, just super obvious. And so now uh, talking about Bigfoot, I think that that's just using a word to talk about a phenomenon that we don't necessarily have an explanation for um, or or seeing a being or creature that nece- that isn't necessarily classified, yeah. which also I don't think is that extraordinary. Like if you consider how much knowledge we have or if you if you consider how much knowledge we have about what's in the ocean, it's really limited. And so I just think that to to think that we have the entire scope understood and known is really naive but also when people discredit someone just because they use terminology that maybe they don't agree with or that they think falls into the category of conspiracy i think that that's where the open-minded conversation really gets shut down Mm -hmm. and honestly if we can have more open-minded conversation about this stuff i think that we could we could flesh it out a bit better and maybe come up with better terms that we all agree on. Yeah. But that we can, but we can't just throw out the phenomenon that you're experiencing. Yeah, and because it felt very real, but everyone, you know, the family, I felt like 
I couldn't talk about it with the family that whole week, you know, at the campground because it was just like, you know, it's not something that is like talked about seriously. If you it's just claim to have <laughs> encountered Sam Squamch or Bigfoot or whatever, you're going to get teased. That's just yeah. a given. Yeah. Same and that's why for, I didn't if say you say you've seen a UFO, mm-hmm. yep. Loch Ness yeah. Monster, whatever it is, you're going to get teased. And that's why, like, I I tend to, like, not talk about it unless, like, I trust the people that I'm around to at least, like, okay, hear me out. But, you know, I researched this after this whole experience, and, I mean, Bigfoot's probably the closest thing that I can, that I can use, like, as a way to describe what I, like, felt and seen. And the greys... I would say, I'm calling them the grace. These, like, mm-hmm. things in my dream, the closest thing that I can use to explain it is the grace. So maybe it wasn't, you know, the grace that I saw in my dream. or Maybe it was just a very bad dream. But the, but I'm using that terminology to describe, like, what was around it. And the grace, like, you know, when, I, when you look up um, experiences with the grays or descriptions of the grace, they fit that category of terrifying um, uh, they also tend to look like kids too, or yes. be smaller beings. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. as far as I've heard. Yeah, it, like there's a lot of correlation between black-eyed kids and alien or greys, a lot of the time, um, and that's what it almost felt like. It almost felt like black-eyed kids, but more gray. Like they were just this dream. Now the thing is, is like I've had very bad dreams, but this was probably the realest dream I've ever had, and. The craziest thing, too, is, um, like, some of my dreams have, like, come to pass, which is, I know it sounds loud, but, like, this was probably the realest dream. Just the fact that, like, I could hear them, I felt terror, um, even well after the fact. Like, I was shook for quite a while, and when I think about it, I'm still shook. Like, I had to turn out my light because I get creeped out talking about these things. Um, (laughs) um... But, yeah, I don't know. It's just just so much to think about. But I think where I land right now is I definitely think Bigfoot is real. And I think that it's definitely interdimensional. It seems like mm. it fits that pattern very well. But I, I'm leaning into this whole, like, Nephilim correlation that they have something to do with. Because I, I feel like Nephilim, if anything, like, they're very alien-like in description a lot of the times. Um, or like, uh, the beings that you would see in like psychedelics, I feel like they're all kind of like along that same thread, um, maybe a little bit different when it comes to like how you experience them, but they all seem very similar. So, um, I did look up as well with, um, some history of Bigfoot. It looks like, um, so obviously like rumors and tales of Bigfoots have been along uh around for a very long time and through many different like um civilizations but um there is a um hold on let me let me hold on guys I lost it um (laughs) I had it out um I guess I should have written all of this out. I did not. Oh, um, so 
16th century Spanish explorers and Mexican settlers in California told tales of um, what they called dark watchers. And Mm -hmm. that's their, like, description for um, something similar to Bigfoot. It was always, like, very large, hairy beings that would watch you from... Like, you could never quite, like, get a full idea of, like, what they were. But it's just kind of like... I don't know. There's a lot of similar terminology when you hear about all of these tales. And I don't know. I just... I came to kind of realize, like, I think Bigfoot's real. And... Yeah. That's my my tale. (laughs) I know I... Sorry, it wasn't more organized. uh, (laughs) Drone on this this topic of archetypes. But... Mm. there's a clip on YouTube of um, Terrence McKenna talking about UFOs, and I don't quite fully grasp what he was trying to say, but I found it fascinating, and I've watched it, I don't know, a dozen times trying to understand. But I think he's trying to put forward this idea that sometimes archetypes can become physically manifest. And to him, that was like what the UFO phenomenon is. Like, it's not yeah. something we can ever quite capture, like, in, yeah. a, in any sort of physical sense. But mm-hmm. for some reason, society is, like, feeling the archetype. It's, it's living it. And so we're, we're having increasing amounts of UFO sightings. You know, I and, do wonder about that. Like, you know, if you think it into being, you know, because there's a lot of toppers out there. There's a lot of tales of toppers. Um, and it's, it kind of makes you wonder, though, like with the whole chicken, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Right, like, why right. would humans, like, make, why would humans think to think this up? Like, what, why? Yeah. yeah so yeah. it almost kind of makes you wonder, though, like, a UFO had to come first before someone starts, you know, imagining. Yeah, I, I, almost. I would agree, which is why I don't quite follow what McKenna was saying. <laughs> when I hear people talk about their UFO experiences, it always sounds really in line with the DMT experience. Mm-hmm. But as far as it goes with these other types of beings and stuff, like whether it's UFOs or Sasquatch or whatever type of phenomenon that people are seeing, mm-hmm. What I think is that our reality is so much more complex than we know. Mm -hmm. And concepts, like if you look at what was thought about as magic in the medieval times, it's just science now. Mm -hmm. And so right now we're having a conversation about what we think it is. And a lot of our beliefs are supernatural or mystical. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Because I think that that's just where we're at with the knowledge that we have about these subjects. Mm -hmm. But like just... Going back to the reality thing, uh, Muskego, you sent me a video the other day that freaking blew my mind oh, about yeah. uh, the dimensions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I don't follow. What was either, it called though? Uh, the Hop Vibration, I think. Yeah. Okay. And it was with Eric Weinstein. Yeah. 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 I didn't. I. I had. I'm gonna have to watch it in in five or ten years again just to see <laughs> if I understand it then, because what it. they were saying was so far beyond my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Is that in any connection to Harvey Weinstein? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Okay. No, no. Not, I heard Weinstein. I think actually, I like, um, <laughs> Eric uh, insists that it's pronounced Weinstein. 
Weinstein. Weinstein. Okay, yeah. I I mispronounce everyone's <laughs> names, which is why I usually don't yeah. <laughs> um, say them. But yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, so you sent me this video, and what I think is fascinating about it is that there's there's people who are speculating about what our reality looks like. Mm. And if you guys Google right now the image that they were talking about, it's it's the planet Hopf or oh, whatever H O P F. Yeah. Just for reference, yeah, in case people are listening too and are interested. What is it? Um, but the planet. It's planet H O P F. Okay. And uh, it's just their theory. And like, look, the links that are showing up is math.toronto.edu uh, and some other. Yeah, I see. Looks that like here. reputable sources. So it, it's this. It's this image that serious people are looking at. Gauge theory is the concept. Hmm. And so they're looking at this and they're tr they're speculating about the nature of our reality. Mm. And what they're posing basically is that it's way more complex than we think. Now, I'm not jumping forth with any kind of flat earth or, or non-spherical earth suggestion or hollow earth or anything <laughs> yeah, of that nature. Um, but I'm just saying that when when they look at something like this, I think that that would that would shift the fundamental structures that we look at as far as like what our earth is or what our reality is. And so why do I bring up this tangent? Because it's a bit off track as far as what we've been talking about. Mm. If they're looking at something like the planet hop or the gauge theory, and I think I'm mispronouncing the hop um, term, but anyways... If they're putting this forth and they're suggesting that it's a possibility, not that it's real, but that it's a possibility. Mm -hmm. This is why I'm interested in the concept of the simulation theory is because they're not saying it is what it is. They're saying that it's a possibility, like a statistical one in a billion chance or whatever, which is, is worth talking about. Sure, sure. So, yeah, very interesting. It says, Hopf says that three space fibers over the two-sphere. The Greeks say the two-sphere is planet Earth, and Copernicus says it spins. The consequences are ridiculous. And then they, well, they so give that map, if you will. Can, can someone explain to me what this is? No. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. <laughs> I think I, you, no. you need to you know theoretical physics to really get any sort of they Okay, hold on. Let me. Yeah, and they up. start going into calculus and things He's like that. For dummies, I'm all like this. I am gonna send this video to my dad because whenever I talk about this stuff, he's very engaged in it and knows a lot more about me. So, or no, a lot more than me. So, if he does have something interesting to say next time we talk, uh, I'll let you know what his thoughts were. Okay. I looked up the hop uh, planet for dummies and. It comes up with center manifolds for semi-linear equations with non-dense dot dot dot. <laughs> it's not for dummies. Okay, well, so here's the thing. How? Why? Okay. I'll, the point of why I brought this up, and then I'll say this other weird thought. Okay. Point of why I brought this up is because if they if they're putting this forward as an idea, they're posing it. Mm. Things like Bigfoot and UFOs or other phenomenon are not strange to me either because of how complex our world is. Mm. Why this image to me is so bizarre is because when, in my opinion, this is an opinion, but I think that when you take psychedelics, you're expanding the spectrum that you're able to experience with your senses, whether mm -hmm. it's sight, sounds, whatever, mm -hmm. to the point that you experience the 
thing which I believe is called synesthesia, the blending of the senses where sounds can, you know, have a color, yep. so on. Which but is what this Kanye image, has, right? He says that he has it. <laughs> I don't know that anybody experiences that on an ongoing basis, but I'm not that well-versed, I guess, in people's... Nice little subtle dig there, Mariah, thanks. Stuff. But, <laughs> but this image to me is interesting because going back, I always talk about this. When you rip salvia, I think that you see so many dimensions overlaid so fast that it's almost like you're getting to experience each of these different spheres in the hop vibration that it's like that's what you're getting opened up to in okay. a way. Okay. Okay. I, I could buy that. To me, it was almost... I, I know we're planning on maybe doing a full episode on our salvia experiences, but I saw the prototypical... Uh, you know the pillars. It, it's, oh, okay. it's almost like a yes. corridor room with with pillars. And, oh yes, I've heard of this. Um, it's it's almost like that you see in the Alex Gray DMT art, except I yeah. I was seeing that slightly different. Uh, the thing that stood out to me the most was was the color yellow, and the color yellow was just depressing me the whole time. But I kind of to me the experience felt like I was just dumped into that realm if you will mm. yeah whether it be this, this hop, hop vibration realm or uh like kind of like what, what you're saying i i totally buy that it, it seems plausible to me for sure hmm. well going back to what we were talking about with bigfoot do you i just think that so many people who live in rural rural or uh city maybe not rural that's not the correct term but people who live in the city or whatever are out of touch maybe with things that are in nature. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about these kinds of concepts like weird sightings or stuff that you might see when you're camping or whatever, a lot of people are going to be really closed off to that. Yeah. But, for example, I've been spending a lot of time in Colorado. Uh, have you guys ever been up in the mountains in Colorado? Yeah. Sure. I've yeah. been up to Breckenridge. Have you ever seen the elk or the moose that are up there? No, no. I've seen elk in person not in the mountains though i had an experience the other day where it was about 4 30 in the morning and i was driving to work and i was actually in the city and there was an elk or a moose i don't know what it was because it was so dark and it was on the other side of the road but it was bigger than a car yeah, on the yeah. other side of the road walking down the street and the thing is i've gone up into the mountains before with people and coming from California, this was a strange experience to me, but I've seen people up there who will openly carry firearms. Mm. And when I saw that, I was like, you know, what, <laughs> a little far from danger yeah. out here in the boonies. But as uh. it turns out, <laughs> right, right. Uh, they were using them for the sake of these animals. And so I think that just because of how naive people can be to the well-known nature that is in our uh, kind of world that we live in. Mm -hmm. Most people who come to Colorado and are like, let's go camping or whatever, if they haven't been to the mountains or aren't familiar with those types of animals, they, they can run into something way more than what they were expecting. And so I think that the same thing goes to higher level phenomenon. And I've had a lot of weird experiences too, where it's like, I don't know necessarily that I've seen uh, specific figures in that way, but 
especially when I was younger, I had experiences a lot because I grew up in in sort of a woodsy part of Illinois where where you would hear weird things in the woods or see things uh, or have strange experiences at night. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I think I think those things have helped me maybe be more open to that now as an adult where when I have those experiences, I think because I never got clear answers as a kid, my imagination is a little bit more open minded to it. Um, sort of, I, when I experience those supernatural phenomenon or whatever, I don't, I don't think it's bizarre to me. Yeah. Like it's very openly accepted in our family that, that our house is haunted or the yes. house that I live in currently is haunted. Yeah. And, and so I think like whether it's that I was young and I was having weird experiences that, that kind of like made my mind more imaginative or that these experiences are real. I don't know. I mean, life is an interesting experience in and of itself. So I'm just kind of happy to go along for the ride and take <laughs> things for what it's worth. Yeah. Um, but it is still very bizarre. And I don't discount it because of my own very weird experiences, too. Yeah. Well, well we, we, we did want to get into some of your experiences, though. So I, I've shared my weird experience now. Um, it's your turn. <laughs> well, I just want to say that I'm really happy that I got to hear uh, your story on that because that's all very, very interesting. And uh, and honestly, too, I know you're talking about the dream aspect or or whatever is as feeling very weird to talk about. But um, I'm always encouraged when people open up about their dreams, especially the ones that they feel were more realistic, because I'm a huge believer that the dream experience has more going on than we know Mm -hmm. and i think i've even talked about that before where i i wasn't i'm not necessarily like i don't think we have it all figured out and so i would be interested at some point to hear more about what your thoughts were i guess going back to like uh why you thought you were having a dream correlated to the experience if you thought there was a reason i'm sorry could you uh say that again well, Muskego had asked you uh, um, about, like, wh- you were having a, the, the strange dreams at the same time that you had the sighting. Yep. Was there any reason why you think that that was going on or that was the case? Uh, I don't... Or was anybody else talking about having weird dreams? Um, no, nobody else had mentioned weird dreams. I think... I don't know what the correlation is. I mean, I've I've looked it up. And it seems like, you know, there's generally some, like, phenomenon between aliens and Bigfoot being seen around the same time. That's the really only correlation that I could get between the two. And again, like, I, I've i never believed in Bigfoot. You know, I, I thought aliens, like, you know, I think they exist, but, or at least I, I like to think about their existence. Um, <laughs> um, but, like beyond just the fact that they happen to like be one after the other it's just and then I I had another dream with it it just I don't know it just happened around the same time but I just remember I think the corresponding theme was just fear like terror Mm -hmm. um that was about it um I, I couldn't explain it any further. And I don't tell a whole lot of people about this. Like, I'm not shouting from the rooftops, like, I had a Bigfoot experience. Like, I'm not on any, like, subreddits or anything like that. Um, 
I am interested in hearing about people's experiences now because like when I hear about some of them, I'm like, oh my God, that that's so close to what I experienced. And then a lot of it's like, no. So there's a lot of people who always say there's this like horrible smell that comes with Bigfoot. Almost oh, like yeah, a I've demonic heard that. presence. Hmm. Um, yeah. With like demon sightings or, you know, demonic sightings there's generally like this just like sulfuric scent that comes along the and that seems to be also a common thread with bigfoot but that was the only thing missing from this whole experience was i did not smell anything and i don't know Hmm. if it's just because you know you know there's a campfire going all night maybe that that fear of being able to like because i couldn't even like feel that i was inside my body you know so maybe that was just a sense that was shut off i don't know that's the only thing that doesn't a really stoned thought but just humor me what if (laughs) by going out camping staring into a campfire being out in the elements you were connecting to a more primal self and that primal self um maybe got your body into such a way that you could dream effectively say i don't know if that's the right word to use or not but dream effectively you have bigfoot or whatever it is come into your presence and it's an evil one as you say like Mm -hmm. there's even reports about how bad it smells and demonic Mm -hmm. your body is sensing that and your dreams are your unconscious you know, feeding your conscious. Mm-hmm. And so your body is just reacting to, or I'm sorry, your your uh, psyche is just reacting to what your body is experiencing, the presence of evil. Mm. I don't know, because, I mean, what would you, how would you use that to explain, like, that my cousin's boyfriend also experienced the terror and the sighting? as well the only yeah, thing missing from his experience, both had the experience was right, that he didn't right. have a dream about like anything leading up to it or yeah afterwards. He i was just i think terrified dreaming in I'll, i i have no way of knowing this or anything to back this up but it just seems to me that the way you dream mariah is a bit of a gift that not everybody has i certainly don't hmm. and i've heard of people who are able to do that uh-huh. and use it um, but again, I, I don't think everybody does have that gift. Yeah. And so I, I'm not entirely surprised that your cousin's boyfriend didn't, you know, necessarily didn't have dream, a dream about it. If yeah. it were me, I probably wouldn't have either, honestly. It felt, it felt almost like, uh, this whole experience is crazy, but it almost felt like I had a, a real life decision to make. If I was going to walk away it felt like a real choice that I had to make. Um, yeah. Which, you know, we were talking before we, we jumped on air. Uh, we were talking about um, realities that feel more real than this reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what this dream felt like. It felt like it had more real consequences than anything that I've done in real life. Like, you know, oh, I, I chose to take a drink or I chose to, like, walk to the left instead of to the right. That's what it felt like, but almost more real, and there was more consequences. Um, and I think that's also what was so terrifying about it, too, because it was just, like, I had a decision, and I remember, like, 
just being like, no, I don't want this. I don't want this. And just trying to throw myself back into my body, you know, and trying to wake up. And then once I'm kind of in my body, I'm like, okay, like get up, move, like do something, you know, this isn't, this isn't real. This isn't your reality. Like do something. And then waking up to the shadow and hearing like the breathing and the footsteps and then looking over and seeing my, my cousin's boyfriend's you know, also sitting up just sheer terror. And then my dog next to me, like the only thing that throws me off is my cousin. She was like sleeping through the whole thing. Um, (laughs) um, I don't think it's weird though for people to be like totally out of it though in something like that either. Like, like there'll be one person who is just completely out through a hurricane. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, bruh. Yeah. Like, hello. We're in dire need of help. Um, but the, just the fact that, like, later on, too, it came back to the tent, you know? The fact that it came back. And then, again, I had dreams later on, like, and I don't know. It was just a overall bizarre experience, you know? I've looked up, like, okay, what could be similar? I didn't want to use the Bigfoot term because I didn't want to be, like, you're crazy or you're trying to get attention or anything like that. But this is probably one of the worst experiences I've ever had and one of the scariest but I do want to talk about it because it's like there's something out there that's very real for all of these cultures for all of these like years for people to have very similar experiences and then also in correlation to grays or dreams like it's just like there's something going on you know um and I think we gotta we gotta talk about it (laughs) I'm definitely open to it, especially though, like like I was saying with with ghosts or with being in the woods mm-hmm. or psychedelic experiences. It's like I've seen enough weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. That I for sure am open to it. And you know, Mosquito, when you were talking, um, I have thought about the the fact that you know I am not used to being in the deep woods. You know, I hmm. it's it's like a heightened sense. Yeah, you're you. I mean, I've always slept well when I've gone camping up north. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that because I literally also experienced it. Um, went camping in 2020 up in Montana and Colorado. And I, at the end of uh, the trip, like totally realized like the whole time that I was out there, it, it was like a real primal connection. It was like... Mm. It got cold at night, mm-hmm. and so every night at the campfire, we would just cook, like, mm-hmm. all the food, <laughs> yeah. and just eat and eat and eat and eat, and then go to bed and try to stay warm, and then wake yeah. up, and I don't know, just kind of go out and explore, and it was, like, just this really, really gratifying and satisfying feeling throughout the whole thing, Yeah. and yeah. when I got back from the trip, I was like, oh, yeah, that was, like connecting to some primal self Mm -hmm. um yeah and that's the thing too because like in nature i've always felt very safe and connected so this was like one of the first times where it was just kind of like not that experience and i thought okay you know sometimes our brains trick us and say you know like they our brains sometimes will be like oh you should be afraid of this when there's really nothing to be afraid of um, but then also like going with my gut, like, no, something was, something went on, something was real. And 
I don't know. It's it's been two years since this experience, and as the time has gone, it just it's cemented in my mind. Like, nope, that was real. You know, I I try to go through every scenario in my head. Like, no, like, what if it was this? What if it was this? And just as time has gone on, it's it's just like it it's just I know for sure like something happened. I just can't explain it <laughs> uh, beyond I what I've already you- said. <laughs> Hmm. Well, I would recommend that you check out the movie Fire in the Sky. That's the one I was talking about earlier. Okay. It's an older movie. I think it's 1993. It looks like it came out in. Uh-huh. But it's about this guy, his abduction experience, and it's hmm. apparently based on a true story. Hmm. Now, obviously, this movie itself is going to be pretty Hollywood dramatized or whatever but if you actually listen to the guy talk in interviews or read his book Mm -hmm. apparently that it's pretty accurate to what his experience was Hmm. and just some of the things that you said have aligned with some of the things that he saw too like with the grays being shorter beings and being a little bit weird yeah more like child Um, like yeah i would definitely recommend to check out that movie it's bizarre and there's one part about it too that's pretty terrifying mm-hmm. um it was definitely the one of the weirdest alien movies i've ever seen for sure hmm. but it 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 goes along with this kind of stuff because he really had this experience this dude says that this is what he went through hmm. yeah so i'll check it it's out pretty fascinating that's that's awesome i'll definitely check it out um i do want to ask about your your experiences, though. <laughs> yes. Yes. Tell us. About I can this tell house. you about. It. Okay. Um, Go. This house. Yeah. So this house is pretty creepy, and some of these experiences here I actually had when I was younger, and some of the experiences I've had recently. And you had mentioned that you, Mariah, are not really like you're a pretty skeptical person, I guess, when it comes to these things. I suppose. Um. When when I was first in this house, oh, probably like 10 or 12 years ago or something like that, I was here with my older brother, and he's extremely skeptical about all of this stuff. Like, I don't, I think if you sat down with him and you tried to have a conversation with him about supernatural things in any regard, he wouldn't be interested in it at all. Um, mm-hmm. And so- I think that's where we would differ because, like, I am skeptical up until a point where it's like, I, like, there's countless evidence or countless tales or it's someone that I, like, deeply trust and I know is not going to, like, jerk me around, basically. So, like, you, you know, talking about this experience, I'm going into it already, like, trusting. (laughs) Um, But I am skeptical of, like, you know, if, like, I were to see, like, someone on YouTube and they were like, oh, I'm going to tell you about my ghost story experience. Like, I don't know you. I don't. I don't have any reason to trust you. So I'm skeptical when it comes to those circumstances because it's like, you know, it's hard. That's true. But but as far as it goes with the ghost stories on YouTube, I think they've gotten a little bit more reliable now, despite the fact Mm -hmm. that video editing has come a long way. So Mm -hmm. has people's ability to record their strange experiences. And one of my favorite pastimes, which is like a guilty pleasure, I guess, is to watch all the YouTube videos of people's scary experiences of real footage that they record. And some of yeah. it, you know, staged or edited or whatever, but the stuff that's real will give you chills. Do you, do you yes. have yeah, yeah. one or two that stand out in your mind as being the best? Um, 
No, because there's so many channels that I watch. I'll find one that I'll link in the description in the end. So I was I'll just have, gonna ask. Let's, I'll have let's some examples. Give, give us a, a good one. Oh yeah, because I have I have a um a whole playlist full of scary videos that I've come across that are <laughs> that are pretty terrifying. And honestly, with YouTube, you can get into some pretty weird stuff. Um, mm. Some of them. Oh man, I'll just I'll put a little compilation together and we can put it in the description. These videos though are pretty disturbing, just as a warning. Um, so viewer discretion advised. On that. <laughs> but it, but with this house, so so going back to the experience with my brother, it was very weird. Yeah. Now at the time, my the house is weird. It's divided into two houses. There's an upstairs house and there's a downstairs house. And at the time, my sister was living in the downstairs house, and my dad was living in the upstairs house, and they were all good friends with the neighbors who lived next door. And it's an old house. It's it's, I don't know when it was built, but it was early in 1900s or whatever. So it's like it's I think it's over 100 years old. I believe I might be wrong on that. But anyways, not to get too much into the details, my brother and I were sitting in the basement, and. Everyone had been over at our neighbor's house. They were all hanging out over there. My dad, my sister, um, all my siblings were next door. And my brother and I suddenly heard the upstairs door, which is a very heavy, loud door, open and shut. And then steps walk in about halfway into the room and stop. We didn't think anything of it because obviously people are coming and going. and It's not really that big of a deal. But it did stick out to us that the steps stopped in the middle of the room and never went anywhere. Mm. It's terrifying once we were like, once it kind of set in and you're like, what just happened? So we're sitting there and we let it go as best as you can. Yeah. Because it was pretty chilling, but we kind of, I mean, we're still talking about it for a couple minutes, but as we're talking, the door opens and closes again. The same heavy door, open, bam, shut. And it's not, quiet it's like a open and shut and mm -hmm. steps walk about halfway into the room and stop and it happens a third time a couple minutes later where the door opens and shuts and this time the steps kind of go about halfway up the stairs that are going upstairs so they're on the second floor we're in the basement and they're going now to the third floor and we hear the steps but the steps stop <laughs> this time we get up we get up we walk up the stairs and we go and we look around and there's no one there. And it was so scary that we actually at that point walked over next door and everyone was sitting on the couch, I think, watching The Matrix because it's like early whatever it was, 2000s or whatever. Our family <laughs> loves The Matrix. We all get together and watch it every time. So anyways, they're watching a movie and we interrupt them and say like, has anybody come over to the house in the last couple of minutes or the last while? This is what we've experienced and it's a little weird. They're like, no, we have all been sitting here. No one's come over. And so that was really terrifying because we didn't know what to do with that. And my brother being somebody who's really skeptical, being really shaken was strange. So that was my earliest experience in this house. And there's a lot of different beliefs about why this house is haunted. And I can, I can get into that into some detail about what my speculation is. And then I've talked to my dad about this and... He believes that it's it's haunted by uh, the previous owners, basically, who would have been this old married couple that passed away. Mm. Now, my belief is a little bit darker. 
at one point, <laughs> my dad, because like I said, it's divided into two houses. So at different point, different people have lived here. So at one point, there was a lady renting the house who was in some way participating in as a witch. Oh, and she had to leave the house on bad terms, and I can't remember why. There was something, some circumstance that happened where she was asked to leave, and I don't remember if it was rent or someone else had to move in or problems mm. or whatever it was, but she was asked to leave before her allotted time, and I believe she was very upset by it. I wasn't here and I wasn't around, so all of this is based on my memory from when I was a kid um, and stuff that I was hearing from my siblings, but when she left... It's my belief that she put some kind of a strange curse on the house. And the reason is because my dad, in all the experiences that we talk about, will say that the ghost interactions that he's had are benevolent. And and going back to what we were talking about, too, with like you feeling strange about talking about dreams or Bigfoot, I don't think it's weird because I use the terminology ghost, but I don't really know what to describe it as. So that's just what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It might be, who knows what it is. It might be electromagnetic frequencies from the fifth dimension that are just vibrating onto me. Like, who who has any idea? <laughs> That's just what we call it. So, yeah. <clears throat> more recently, though, I've had some really bizarre experiences. And here's the thing about all these. I They're very small. Most of them are extremely small. Like, they're not paranormal activity where all of a sudden every uh, kitchen cabinet flies open and stuff flies out although you can see some of that stuff on YouTube and that's what I'm talking about where it's pretty terrifying where people are like this has been happening and now I set up a camera in my kitchen and I got it yeah. and when you see yeah. kitchen cabinets fly open it's like yeah, ah, you, you, you know what's CG and what's not and yeah. when you get these yeah. chills you're like oh yeah um but anyways, so so my experiences have been smaller. Um, and to give you an example of what I mean by that, the room that I was staying in, I've now moved into a different room in the house. Um, but the room that I was staying in for the past couple months has this very bizarre closet. And every once in a while, I in the middle of the night, the closet would click open and just slightly stay open, like <clears throat> barely at all. Um. But at one point I was sitting at my desk and I was working on my computer and I had a, a gram of dabs that was sitting on the desk in a container. It was sealed and closed. Mm. And it was one of the small kind of inch by inch glass ceramic containers that they would store them in if anyone's familiar. But anyways, it was sitting on my desk and it it popped up into the air about an inch. And I wow. saw it. Wow. And the, Yeah, and the weird thing about it was... It was very sudden, and I saw it, and it, and when it, it landed, it actually kind of had a bouncing effect. Like, it, it landed and kind of toppled in a way. Hmm. And immediately I stopped typing and got chills and stood up because there's weird things that you experience. Like, I just mentioned the door opening. And to me, living in an old house, there's ways where you can uh, figure out what's going on. Like maybe it's wind, maybe it's a bad door hinge, maybe it's yeah. mice. Who knows? Like old who knows? It's a, are very drafty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an old home. We live behind a giant field. You know, I don't know what it is. And so mm-hmm. with stuff like that, it's it's easier to be like, oh, you know, who knows? But with this experience, this was something that I actually saw. Mm-hmm. But it was so small that it's like, how do you go around explaining like, oh, I had a ghost experience. These this gram of dabs on my desk popped up about an inch into the air 
it doesn't yeah. seem like much, but it's it's a sort of phenomenon where it's like, I really don't know how to explain that. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people listening are going to say, oh, well, Graham of Dabs, of course, you were smoking, so you were high. <laughs> And sure, I'm not. I'm I'm open to that as a as a suggestion, but that's not actually how I experience right. my reality. Where um, it's an altered state when I'm high. It's actually less of an altered state when I'm high. I when I and uh, you can talk to my family members or friends to hear them attest to this. But when I don't smoke, the sense is a lot more of an altered state than when I am smoking. Hmm. Just to discount the idea that it would be because I was high. Um, yeah. But anyways, another experience that I had that was recent was that I was working in the basement. My dad was recently moving, um, and I was helping him pack some of his old boxes. And I was in one of the rooms, and I was crouched down, and all of a sudden I felt like two fingers touch my lower back. Very weird. Like just just pushed into me. Not hard, (laughs) but just enough for me to feel it. And my whole body got freezing cold and I stood up and I went into the room the other room and started talking to my dad because he was packing boxes and I told him what happened I was like this is very weird and I just I feel very strange right now um Mm -hmm. and so it's 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 stuff like that where it's small and I don't know if like I was talking about with experiences that I had when I was younger if some of that stuff has just played into my mind for so long I had an experience when I was young where it was in the house that I grew up in, in Union, and I lived in the basement, and the room that I lived in wasn't really a room. We had built it, so it was more like a half-furnished room. But anyways, it was the middle of the night, because I I basically never slept through the night. I would sleep kind of into the day, and I was watching the scary YouTube videos, I was watching this scary YouTube. I can remember it. I was watching a scary YouTube video about haunted dolls in real life. This oh, is a real oh, documentary. I hate dolls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same. Well, it was. It, I mean, in one sense, cartoony stuff to me is not very scary, but the real stories that people have of haunted dolls are a little bit creepy and terrifying. Yep. And yeah. so, I was watching a documentary about real haunted dolls. And at the time, I had a, a bag of textbooks from the college that I was going to. College textbooks. They were heavy. They were sitting on my bookshelf. I get chills when I think about this story even now because it's like this is the one of the single most terrifying things that's ever happened. But as I'm watching this video of these dolls, this bag of books gets pushed completely off of my bookshelf and falls and smashes onto the ground. Uh, nope. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was, I was so scared. I stopped watching all of that. I turned on all my lights for the rest of the night. I, I switched on, uh, comedies. That's what I would always do when I would yeah. get to the end of watching stuff that was too scary is I would switch over to yeah. comedies. You have to, um, yeah. grounding. <laughs> but I stayed awake the entire night and I, it was just seriously terror because of, it was a heavy bag that had gotten pushed over. Yeah. So. I want to... Okay, so... <laughs> I want to sidetrack for a couple minutes. Um, we grew up very close to each other, Josh. Oh, yeah. Um, you and I. Um, the house that I grew up in, um, I... My dreams didn't start in that house. It started in our previous home. But 
where they became very real and very scary was in that house. That was um, an older house, first... though, too, right? Yeah. Where they and... had, like, redone a lot of stuff. Uh, so the house, one part of the house is over 100 years old, and it was one of, like, the first homes in, in that town. And then they later on added a whole addition, like, basically a whole other house onto that house. So... It's like two homes, but it's very connected. Um, but the first night, I remember uh, my parents and I and my sister, we were laying on a mattress, and I remember waking up in the middle of the night, and there was a person standing over us. Um, it was like a male figure, and I there wasn't any really any real description except that it was a man. And... And, you know, I, I told my mom about it and she's like, oh, it's just a bad dream, that kind of thing. That's where my sleep paralysis started, though, mm -hmm. as a kid was in that house. And then for years, and this is why I basically, you know, gave myself insomnia. For years, I heard something walking up and down the stairs just every single night, treads. And, um, you know, I think it was probably about two to three years of that and I would just stay up and there were times where I would go and sit at the top of the stairs and being like you know what if anyone's gonna die it's gonna be me I'm gonna protect my family at least they'll hear me screaming you know <laughs> um, I had it in my head to just like protect my family as this kid and at one point I remember I think I don't I don't remember what age I was but I remember I was like laying in bed. I heard the footsteps very visible. I'm like, someone's walking, but I know everyone's asleep. I know it because my family always went to sleep early and I could tell the different treads from each member and this was not any of them. And I remember I was like, you know what? Just make a run for it. So I ran to my mom's room and I woke her up and I said, don't you hear that? And she, you know, I had told her about the footsteps at night, you know, previously and she never heard anything my dad never heard anything my siblings never heard anything that night though she heard footsteps and sure enough she was like we're gonna go check it out and after that it kind of stopped once my mom kind of heard it and got up and like tried to do something that's when the footsteps stopped when that experiences uh that experience stopped so like you're talking about like you know, your house where you hear the door, you hear the footsteps, um, and then, you know, you see these things and it's like, ooh, yeah, I, I, can't, I, I can understand where you're coming from. And also dolls, too. There's something about a humanoid figure. I think that's where, like, voodoo dolls come in. Um, like, you know, people can actually curse others by creating this humanoid figure. It's almost like a, a vase, or um, a vase for something else, like almost yeah. like calling it a dark spirit or a dark curse, and it's like a way to embody. There's something about the human form that's uh, really interesting, and I think that's why there's always like these like abduction theories as well with aliens. They're always after the human form for some reason. I don't know. Hmm. It just always seems <laughs> uh, connected. So I'm sorry. I don't want to off track you so, so you were talking about um can i ask a question your experience as a kid oh yeah so no. you <laughs> had mentioned that uh i think you said your dad believes that whatever these these things are they're malevolent benevolent yeah so they're not they're not evil right so they don't have I, bad is, intentions 
that and I mean, do you concur with that? Like, to, do you do they seem like they're friendly or just neutral? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's I. That's hard to say because, like, some of the other experiences. Thing is, is that it's not just us that believe that this house is haunted. It's every single person who comes in and stays in this house. Sure, has an experience where they're like, "This house is haunted." I don't even believe in ghosts. But this house is haunted for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and, uh, there's also a difference between just being scared and actually believing that they are like ill-intentioned. There's something like I, not gonna lie, if I stayed at your place, I probably would be scared. <laughs> but that doesn't it is a little creepy. Not necessarily mean that they mean ill or bad. It's creepy mm. being in the house when you're alone. Like as an example, upstairs, one of the things my sister has experienced on the on the highest level where they're living is they have a pantry door that every single night it latches and locks shut, but every single night it will be unlatched and opened, and no one knows why. But constantly this door is being unlatched, and it's hard to get to. Like It's not even like you can just sneak up there and unlatching and, and move on. It's hard to get to. Yeah. So it's very weird. Or people who stayed in the room that I used to stay in have experiences with the closet door where one of the one of the groups of people who stayed at one point I wasn't living at the house at the time but I was talking to my dad about my own experiences and he was sharing things that he, people had told him and I don't know necessarily that he believes all of these stories that people have told him but he's just relaying the information that they gave him but there was a group of a couple that was staying in the room and at one point the the girl that was up there felt a really strong wind starting to kind of sweep around the room and they looked over at the closet door and her purse that was hanging on the door lifted up horizontally and they ran out of the room yeah forget the purse <laughs> yeah and here's the thing here's the thing multiple people have reported experiencing that sweeping wind in this house where all of a sudden a giant rush of sweeping wind starts circling through the house that's not like drafts because you know it's colorado and there's huge winds that sweep through but it's not like that it's a different kind of feeling um you know i want to say too uh you have mentioned josh you and i have talked about this uh very briefly before, but you've mentioned the dogs in your home. It's not just people, yeah. but the dogs experience. The dogs get too. really weird. They'll walk over to the end, the corners of the house or walls, and they'll look at stuff. Um, one night, my dad told me he had an experience where he actually thought someone was breaking into the house because his dog was standing at the kitchen, just growling into the kitchen. His dog is really skittish and scared, even though he's a Belgian Malinois. And literally chews through tires. But anyways, <laughs> terrifying dog. Could take down anybody. Yeah. But he's standing and he's growling at the kitchen. And my dad got up and started walking out to look at what was going on. And there was nothing there. And he could not mm-hmm. get his dog to calm down and lay down. Mm-hmm. And so they experience it too. But the thing is, is that like to your question, do I think that they're benevolent? It's like I've never had an experience where anything was malicious or hurt me in any way or damaged anything around, like pushing things off the table or breaking pictures. Um, I've never had any experiences that were like that in this house. And as far as I know, nobody else has either. The thing that's weird for me as far as my beliefs are is that I don't really know. 
I just I just have so many questions about what our reality is that I don't think I have cemented beliefs. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I think is really interesting, and I hope we'll get to talk about it at some point, is the concept that was brought out in the movie Interstellar about the, the Tesseract scene. Mm-hmm. But basically there's this, and I won't get into it too much, but there's this idea that other that we... As super as beings in higher dimensions have access to sort of have a ripple effect and interact with our own reality in some kind of way, mm-hmm. it's like an echo chamber, um, in a sense. And so sometimes when I experience these things, I wonder to myself, like, is it really just us or me or are human beings on a higher dimension that are trying to interact with with us in the ways that they can? Yeah. Or is it people who are, you know, now deceased and passed on and are, are lingering behind? That is not as much what I think that it is. I don't think that they're human beings that are like Mm -hmm. left over now and hanging back around. Um, I'm not saying that that's not what it is because obviously I don't know, but to me, it feels a little bit more supernatural and like they're like the the world we live in is a bit more of a joke, a cosmic sort of joke. And what I mean by that is like when you when you do the psychedelics and you start to have weird experiences where you're seeing other beings in other dimensions, you realize the idea that there could be other things that are able to interact with us is not that strange. It's it's yeah. plausible in some sense. Do you um? This is a, a side thought. Do you guys know anything about the stone tape theory? Yeah. I'm, Absolutely. Um, Terrence McKenna you, talks about that a lot. I'm sorry. Did okay, you say stone um, tape? You, you, you kind of cut out there for a second for me. Yeah. The stone tape theory. Do you know anything about it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, do you think some of the things that have happened in your house have any similarities to that? I mean, you're talking about several people mentioning wind, that kind of thing. And the, if I remember the stone tape theory correctly, it's something that's happened previously where it's kind of like locked in time where it's just like, it repeats over and over again in that time frame or that window, right? Am I, am I talking about that correctly? Um, but do you think like that wind could be something similar to that experience where it's kind of like it has happened before and now it's on a loop in our like in our reality that Um, yeah that goes into the the tesseract scene from interstellar it's this idea that there are millions of repetitions of this exact moment that we're living in that are happening yeah and they're overlaid against each other but we're only able to experience in our living moment we're only able to Mm -hmm. experience one but in everything that's happening and operating it all times they're all going on Hmm. um that's a little bit different than what i'm familiar with with the and and are you i i'm familiar with it as the stoned ape like ape who has been smoking marijuana but i i had to just type it in but there is apparently uh uh, josh stone tape as well it says the stone tape theory is the speculation that ghosts and hauntings are analogous to tape recordings and that mental mm-hmm. impressions during emotional or traumatic events can be projected in the form of energy, recorded onto yep. rocks and other items, and replayed under certain conditions. 
The idea draws inspiration and shares similarities with the views of the 19th century intellectualists and psychic researchers such as Charles Babbage, Eleanor Sedgwick, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Contemporarily, the concept was popularized by a 1972 Christmas ghost story called The Stone Tape, produced by the BBC. We should check that out, guys. Uh, Following the play's popularity, the idea... (laughs) And the term stone tape were retrospectively and inaccurately attributed to British archaeologist turned parapsychologist T.C. Lethbridge, who believed that ghosts were not spirits of the deceased, but were simply non-interactive recordings similar to a movie. Yep. So basically, like, uh, we talk about that, like, what is it? The quantum mechanics where it's like energy cannot be created or... Uh, Or energy that is created cannot be like, it can't vanish into nothing. The law Um, of thermodynamics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm always talking about it, even though I don't understand it. (laughs) All of these Um, topics are way over my head. I don't understand any of these. But the stone tape theory in and of itself makes so much sense to me because it's like, okay, imagine like a very traumatic event taking place for for someone and it's just locked into i think the earth is like very living i think it's a living thing like all of us together i don't know that's just uh that's a whole other conversation but that is fascinating though that's really interesting yeah i i feel like all all together we're individual but we're also all together i don't know um but um say something traumatic like a car crash happens on a road Okay, and there actually is a, a story. I'm actually using this as an example of something that I've heard. Um, I don't remember where I heard it, but it was in regards to the stone tape theory. So basically, a car crash happens, and that is such a traumatic event for that location that it is now on a loop. Yeah. So I think if I remember the tale, um, it was on a podcast. I'll have to, I'll have to find it. Um, but basically, these... Uh, sightings where people would like call the police station and be like oh my gosh I just saw a car crash happen like but we don't know where the car went we don't see the people but they like almost ran into us and the theory was it's a it's the stone tape theory this crash happened a long time ago and it's just being constantly replayed so you can't interact with it but people do interact with it in a way where they see it they swerve to get away, not crash into it. But once they like look back or look to find that car that like went off the road, there's nothing. There's no tire marks. There's no um, indentation in, in the um, in the ground. Nothing to say like this actually happened, but it's very real. And it's not like just very like overly exhausted people in the middle of nowhere. It's like, I don't know. It's so you're talking about, you know, these experiences and the first thing that came to mind when you said the the door kept opening and shutting and, and footsteps, it was like, hmm, I wonder if it could be in relations to that. Or maybe there's a portal in the house. You know, you're up in the mountains. <laughs> there's a portal. Or you were talking about, you know, this woman who practiced witchcraft in the house. Like, I don't know. There, there's so many, like, there's so many options for these uh, stories. <laughs> Mariah, what's what's the I can't think of the term. I it's like paraconsciousness. Um the oh. idea that uh matter itself can be conscious. 
we once attempted wow. to record a episode of talking about it but we just <laughs> oh um, were way over our heads i think yeah hold on let me think about that what um, in the fuck was that called it's like para- it's, para- it's some- like at the tip of my tongue anyway everything is right i i can't find what it's called either. And- but anyway um just the idea that matter itself um, may contain some form of consciousness. Obviously, much, much different yeah. from a mammal's or an insect's or a bird's, but that matter itself can contain consciousness. I've always yeah. kind of. Is it been... called panpsychism? Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, yep, yes. that's what it pan-psychism. is. Panpsychism, yep. yes. Yeah, <laughs> now, that's crazy. I kind of have always been enthralled with the idea that. Um, Maybe, as you say, like, there's no better word for it, so we just use ghosts. But mm. the idea that ghosts may just be lingering memory, or, or it, mm. it's almost like the stone tape theory, but it's just a such a traumatic memory that it remains in memory of even a house. You mm. know, panpsychism... I I, kind of, I I don't know if I believe in it, but I'm you know fascinated by it. But like, what if a house could house memory? I am really fascinated by that stone tape theory. I've never right. heard that. That is very interesting. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I had not. I thought you were saying stone tape as well. I was like, for some reason you're saying I, that I, funny. But yes, I know what that is. No. <laughs> I don't know what that it's is. It's just the belief that, you know, we came from chimps, but uh, we evolved in our consciousness because chimps found uh, mushrooms. We, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I, and, I know a little bit And so we that just, you know, okay. became enlightened monkeys at that point. And that's the stone date <laughs> theory, essentially. Okay. To be honest okay. with you, I think that there's a lot of credibility to that because despite the fact that psychedelics are associated with um, lazy, bummed out, junky, whatever Mm. images, the most uh, that I've seen with psychedelics and that I've looked into at least like psychedelic-assisted therapy, people are benefiting from it in a significant way where it actually seems like you can... You can. It's it's like the limitless pill in a way from the movie. Not that you would be taking it all the time, but that w- mm. that you're actually expanding your mind. Yeah, you're opening your abilities in a way through. They these don't call it yeah. getting high for nothing. It's it's literally ele- <laughs> yeah. ele- elevating your consciousness <laughs> to a, a higher level. Oh my god! I never thought of it like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. What the heck? To be, I I just. It's. I mean, it's completely <laughs> different from, you know, being being drunk. <laughs> being drunk you're you know yeah way less you're conscious you you're you're losing <laughs> consciousness when you're drunk but psychedelics you're just literally killing your brain cells make you <laughs> so conscious that you know you can like as Terence McKenna puts it die of astonishment hmm. mm-hmm. you, you can go crazy from being so conscious hmm. so I'm I'm still just like I don't know ghosts are ghosts are a weird phenomenon because it's like I'm sorry I'm going back to this my brain's still on this <laughs> loop of ghosts um I so like some of it like would make sense in light of the stoned tape theory but 
like the interaction where you felt fingers on your your skin josh like yeah and the dogs the dogs like to me like animals they they i don't know well here's something There's that happened today and, and it was funny because i was preparing you know i was getting ready for the day and i knew we had this episode coming up and we were going to be talking about this this stuff and so mm-hmm. i was thinking through my other experiences and it it almost is is cliche in a way i don't know if it's cliche it's all it's it's weird in a way that i that i had this experience and again it's a small thing uh but i was, I was brushing my teeth in the morning i had I was getting ready for the day just got dressed brushing my teeth and i run a fan just outside of my bathroom mm-hmm. and i'm this is oddly specific because I'm hypersensitive and so I'm extremely aware of different volume levels of things that are around me. Mm-hmm. So I have my fan running at a specific volume, a specific setting, and I'm brushing my teeth and all of a sudden I hear click and the fan volume gets much louder. Mm-hmm. And I stopped brushing my teeth because I thought I just became aware that there's a much louder sound in the room. And I walked out and I heard, and I had heard the click. So I knew to check the fan and I looked around and no one was in the house. No one was around, you know, no one was downstairs and it's just small things like that where it's like, yeah. what the hell? Like this is not, it's not a weird thing where it's like shadows in the room or faces yeah. in my mirror or anything like that. But it's or voices. Yeah. Voices. It's, it's nothing like that where it's like, Oh man, you know, this is a really interesting story. I caught it on tape. You know, this yeah. is stuff where it's like, it's not big enough almost to talk about, but then you, it lingers in your mind. Like, how do I explain this? I literally heard the yeah. click, you know, I, in, in these other experiences that I've, that I've talked about. And there's there's even more than that because I mean it happens it happens so frequently. My dad actually I think he, as a, as a joke got me something called a spirit box. Have you guys ever heard of this? Uh yes, vaguely, yeah. I have not. Spirit no. boxes are really interesting. I've never I had never heard of it before he got it for me, but it's basically like a little FM AM scanner, and you set it to scan up and down, up or down the frequencies rather. And you set the speed at which you're scanning. But what the idea is, is that if you're actually having some type of supernatural paranormal phenomenon around you, that it couldn't communicate with you through the spirit box. You'll be able to hear it. Now, I have never, any of the times that I've actually had an experience, it doesn't occur to me to break out, you know, the spirit box and try to have a communication or anything like that. Like, I've seen it used on YouTube channels and stuff. For me, it's just so weird in the experience usually that I just get chills and kind of try to reset whatever I was doing. Um, yeah. But it, it's interesting that this technology is, is out there. It's similar to a Geiger counter, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's the thing, though, too, is like when you say you try to like brush it off, to me, when people are like that, like when they're just like, okay – don't think about it. Just keep going. Like, do your own thing. To me, that just adds so much more um, evidence for it being real. Because it's like, you're not like, oh my gosh, there's a ghost. And then, like, you jump online. You're like, guys, I just heard, like, blah, blah, blah. You know, or, like, you jump on Snapchat. And you're like, I think there's a ghost in my house. And, like, you are like, that was weird. It sticks out. Your senses are going off. You're like, that is not normal. And you're like... You know, you're trying to keep that fear at bay. You're trying to tell your gut and your mind, like, no, like, you know, you're fine. 
and then you try to go throughout your day and to me it just adds like evidence that it's a real experience as opposed to something that like is in your head or oh you know you tripped and something fell you know what I mean I don't know to me it's just like I don't know. <laughs> I agree with that. I've had some really, really strange experiences where I'm open to the idea that it would be all in my head or, you know, I mm-hmm. smoke a lot of weed or don't sleep or whatever it is. So I'm I'm open to yeah. that. But like mm-hmm. we have, just as another example, we have these fire smoke alarms in our house and they have a motion detection setting that when you walk under them at night, they light up a little nightlight. Oh. And so one night... I lay down in bed, and this actually was something where I couldn't shake it off. But I saw over in the kitchen the light going off. Like, it had been on, but it was going off. <laughs> and I, chills, just instantly chills, because I knew that it only switches on from motion detection if something moves under it. Mm. And so I watched it, and I was like, why did that just turn on right now? I've been laying in bed. So I kept watching it, and it it would turn on and then delicately turn off like every couple minutes and it was terrifying me because it was like (gasps) something is walking around like five feet away from me in my kitchen setting off this light and I don't know what it is. I can't see it at all, but it keeps doing it like the whole night. Uh, What do you feel? (laughs) How do you feel about holy water and crucifixes? (laughs) Um, To be honest with you, I... I... (laughs) I do I do believe in being protected in some capacity, but I'm more trying to protect myself in case people are actually trying to break into the house because that's a realistic thing too. Like we could yeah, have people yeah. break into our house here and there's a couple reasons why it, it's it's kind of vulnerable, I guess, to people seeing it and thinking like, oh, maybe they don't have security or whatever. So I'm trying to yeah, be conscious yeah. of stuff like that. And more so, that's what my mind is thinking when I'm having these weird experiences. Like the the story I was telling you about with my dad and his dog, he wasn't thinking yeah. ghost at all. He yeah. was thinking home intruder and, you know, whatever whatever thoughts go through your mind in that kind of moment. But that's also what I'm, I'm typically thinking of when I'm experiencing yeah. strange things. I mean, not when somebody's, I feel something touching my back or like wind or whatever. I'm not thinking like, oh, somebody's in the house. Yeah. But in other experiences where, like, you hear doors and stuff like that, my immediate thought isn't like, oh, man, you know, ghosts or whatever, su- supernatural. It's it's the after effect where the logical kind of conclusion of whatever just happened doesn't end up making sense. Like, somebody didn't walk in because otherwise they would have to keep walking. They don't just stop. And so once yeah. you kind of work through that stuff in your mind and you're like, that moment that I just lived that I thought made sense actually doesn't. That's sort of when reality kind of crumbles around you and you're like, yeah. what is going on? What, you know? Yeah. You know, you, uh, we do want to talk about the simulation theory in future, but like, just as a quick, like question, um, what if <laughs> we are in a simulation and like the things that happen around us, like, you know, we feel a, we feel like a hand on our shoulder or there's like a door that shuts for no reason. Like, what if it's <laughs> outside of the simulation and it's just happen happening to correspond with, like, what we are experiencing? What do you think about that? Like, yeah, that's like idea. the Matrix glitch 
scene when when the cat walked by and he said, oh, that's a glitch in the Matrix, deja vus or whatever. Yeah. I think it's almost like we're having an interaction from the outside. That's what I, that's what I was saying where it's like it's it's I kind of think that maybe it's not necessarily ghosts or some magical thing. I kind of mm-hmm. think that it's it's like a, a more complex, higher dimensional something going on that like we just mm-hmm. don't have the perception to see. It's like I know that there's stuff that we don't have the perception to see because you can take mushrooms and you can see colors that you've never seen before. And so the yeah. idea that there's other things that could potentially be interacting with us that we also don't have the perception to at any given moment isn't strange to me at all. Yeah. So I'm very open to that. I honestly don't like think that our imaginations are that amazing for a lot of these things to happen. Like, I don't think that like, you know, you have a psychedelic experience, half the things that like people report, it's like, where, where did they come up with this? Right. You know, unless they've read a lot of experiences before, or even like my Bigfoot experience, my, the most knowledge that I had about Bigfoot, you know, in air quotes, um, was like the Jack Links commercial. I'm, I'm not even joking, you know? Um, and then it's just like, my imagination isn't that good. Like, I don't think it's that good. Um, or dreams. Like, I don't think like, I'm gonna I, I don't think I want to daydream about like these scary kids who are like you gotta come with us like you know what I mean like I don't know it's just kind of like I don't know <laughs> I don't also, know what I'm saying well I think that there's something to it when people start opening up about these kinds of things because it's like okay look you, we, you don't gain anything from talking about that experience it's not like some celebrity run in story where everybody at the table is gonna want to hear what you experienced or saw or something like that. Yeah. It's and it's yeah. also one of those things where once you really do get any kind of recognition or platform for this type of stuff, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways yeah. it really destroys your reputation. And I, I, I say that because when I talked about psychedelics openly at, at work, um uh-huh. when I was working for Apple, a lot of people would condemn me about that and really speak down about they would just discredit my experience on it. And so it's hard for me because when pe- when people talk about these things, one, there's no benefit. You don't gain anything. It's not like something where talking about this is going to make all these people click and, and it goes viral or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's not something that helps your reputation. So when people say mm-hmm. sincerely that they, they had these experiences, I'm really open to it. And when people immediately yeah. shut it down, it's like mm-hmm. you're probably the kind of person who – well, I should I shouldn't say boring. I don't like. I'll yeah, say they're boring. <laughs> I agree with that. I would. I also like. Okay, uh, with that, like you're you're saying, like you know, there's not a whole lot of clout that you're gonna get for this. You're gonna most likely be crucified in a way yeah. for talking about some of these experiences, and that it's um, it reminds me of a lot of people like to say the Barney and Betty Hill experience was fake. And I, honestly, there's, I think, some something to that. But the fact that, like, they were an interracial couple um, in the 60s, like, to me, it adds, like, value to what they had to say. Because as an interracial couple in the oh, 60s, yeah. and I think it was in Why the Why would South, you bring attention to yourself? Why would you bring it? Exactly. Like, no, you would not want attention. They're not getting anything from it. So, like, when these people, 
when people do come forward with weird tales that don't necessarily make them fit into society, um, I don't know, I just, I tend to want to suspend disbelief just for the fact that it's like, what are they actually going to get from this, you know? If it was like Logan or Jake Paul or something and they were like, I experienced Bigfoot. Like, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, or like when, but... <laughs> you see, when you see a camera crew roll into a place... And they're like, "Oh, here we're we're at this super haunted place. We're gonna we're gonna see if there's any ghosts tonight." And then they have all these weird voices and stuff come up. It's like, yeah. you guys are monetizing this. You guys have commercials. You have a production budget. But when yeah. it's somebody who's like, "I don't know what's going on. I set up these cameras in my kitchen. Does anyone have any idea?" Yeah. And then they just post it to the vo- you know to the mm-hmm. <laughs> general public yeah. and no and everyone yeah. watches it. Like I'll cl- I'll clip some of these into the description so people can see what I'm talking about. Please do. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. Stuff like that though is more bizarre where it's like you can't just discredit that. You can't just say like oh you're crazy that was all in your mind or whatever. It's like yeah, but so many yeah. people have had this exact same experience. It's not it's not a singular one off. Yeah, and the fact that, too, like, the general, like, scientific community, like, isn't that invested in figuring this out? Like, I saw an article the other day, and they're like, oh, we've we've uh, expanded our consciousness to kind of understand the entire planet. Like, we've, we have everything down. Like, we've pretty much figured out everything to do with, like, science on the world. I was like, no, you haven't. You haven't fully explored the ocean. You haven't fully explored the Amazon. We have no idea what dreams are. We right. have no idea what, like... You know, it's just, like, the fact that a lot of the science community doesn't even, like, take some of these things seriously to explore. It's, like, I don't know. Well, but I, I would... There's, I would, there's something to it. I don't mean to cut you off, but I would actually disagree with that. Mm. I, I think that the scientific community does take these things seriously. And I think that... Really? Yeah, and I think that we, on our level... I don't mean we on our level. Mm-hmm. That sounds really demeaning. I apologize. What I mean is... <laughs> What I <laughs> what I mean is that to the general public, if technology doesn't exist at a consumer level, we yeah. tend mm-hmm. to think that it's not real. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. if we don't know about it, like okay, I've talked a lot about my psychedelic experience, and one of the things people will always say to me is, "Well, I've never studied this. I don't know. I I don't understand the body." And it's like, okay, but there are people who are studying this and who do take it mm-hmm. seriously. And so going into the whole realities and dimensions and paranormal experiences and understanding what's going on, it's like, okay, have you seen CERN? Mm. I was literally about to ask about CERN. Okay, but here's the thing. (laughs) With CERN, have you seen the – there's an opening ceremony video. Have you seen this? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's my my favorite. It's it's totally a uh, satanic ceremony. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to get the video and link it too, Mariah. You're gonna oh, have to please. watch this. Yeah, it's hard to find the entire video because it's long, but they do the short version of it is very interesting and you can see it. They do one of the most bizarre opening ceremony parades I have ever seen in my life, and the amount of interdimensional psychedelic satanic imagery that's all chalked into it in one parade. Mm. is mind-blowing and i don't I, I i don't dislike it like when it came out a lot of people had a lot of problems with it because you know obviously the christian community and everybody else is going to say like oh they're summoning demons in this and that and it's like 
dude, I don't know what they're yeah. doing. That it's it's weird. I don't know. Have you seen? Oh, sorry, no, no, sorry, no, no, that's sorry. All I, was say. I don't <laughs> know what they're doing. I'm excited about this. What were you gonna ask? Um, have you seen one of the statues outside of? Yes. Uh, one of the buildings. The what was it? It's uh, the, Shiva. Uh, Is it Shiva? The Shiva. Yeah. Have you no. seen the video yeah, where they do the the they're mocking a human sacrifice? No. Okay, well, they okay, there's a lot of conspiracy theories around this. This is a conspiracy theory about that CERN statue, but there was at one uh-huh. point a video that was taken off to the side, and it showed what looked to be a human sacrifice happening in front of that statue. It's all captured on video. It's people all in hoods. And a lot of people thought it was real, and a lot of people have said that it was just the scientists putting on a funny joke because they know that everybody yeah. thinks that it's it's whatever. Who knows? Yeah. The thing is, is yeah. that the video exists and you can watch it. I'm going to have to link that too. I think a lot of people like to use our like disbelief against us or our, not disbelief, um, our hesitancy against us. It's yeah. Like, you know, some things out there, they're probably actually taking place, but because we don't want to look like crazy loonies, like we're not going to well, say anything about it. But the Shiva, I, I need to do some more. I wanted to actually talk about this in an actual episode with you guys at some point. I want to look more into Shiva's like history and the mythology behind it. But isn't it like destroyer of worlds? Isn't that the general premise behind Shiva? No, no. The, tr- the truth about okay. Shiva, and that, that that is what it is. Shiva is 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 a god in, in that sense. But but the truth is is that the imagery of Shiva comes from sort of trying to amalgamate all of these different concepts that might you might consider like absolute truths into an image that you could say like okay we respect all of this. And so there's all of these different concepts about chaos and balance and life and death and all these different things that are put into the image of the shiva and i I definitely think it would be something that Hmm. we should research and talk about more at length yeah in like a real episode but um jordan peterson actually has a really interesting explanation where he goes into describing each individual element of what the statue is actually about um and i think that that's pretty fascinating I'll i'll try to see if i can find that and we can talk about that yeah, let's do that as an episode. I think we're getting pretty close to two hours. <laughs> Probably so. But I want to say, though, I want to say the reason I brought up CERN and everything like that is because this, the scientific mm, yeah. community and medical community really is working on this stuff, and they take it seriously. And okay. even though it's it's we don't understand, like with the planet Hopf, I don't understand at all the mathematics that go into that idea, but that doesn't mean that it isn't what's happening. My view, though, of reality might be skewed and a lower resolution version of what's going on because I think, oh, it's a perfect sphere. Whereas mathematicians who actually understand the nature of reality would say it's, it's more complicated than that. Um, and so the same with these sort of other interesting things. It's like we don't we don't know what's going on. And the the medical community one of the things that they find so fascinating with the psychedelic studies is that people come back and all report the same things if you send mm-hmm. like graham hancock had to stop hancock. yeah he was doing he was doing i think it was graham Han- hancock um let me make sure this is true he wrote the um dmt book correct he wrote yeah, DMT spirit molecule. Okay, so he was doing a study with people where they were taking DMT, and this is before he had taken it. 
and he stopped the study because so many people were reporting that they were going somewhere that was real and he would say no 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 it was in your mind and they would say no it was real I was there it was more real than this and it's a real place you can go there too if you want and wow. yeah and so they're really taking this stuff seriously and they're open to it but we don't necessarily talk about it like it's not in the news it's not in movies it's not in our technology yeah. and so it's the same thing as like AI like you we don't think AI or robotics is here yet we're like oh we're not in the future AI is absolutely here and so are robotics um, and AI robotics yeah. they're both here so it's, it's funny it's, how when you do some digging you find out that the world's elite really are interested in this sort of thing <laughs> yeah and they, they 100 percent believe in it just as much as you and i do hmm. um uh, just a quick question did it uh, was in the graham hancock the dmt experiences were people ever meeting other people that like he could say, oh yeah okay john met smith in no no, no. In this like place sorry i thought you meant meeting other entities they'll they'll meet other kind of beings but i don't think that they've actually ran into people that is something that i'm interested in trying at some point is actually having a dmt experience with someone else having the yeah. dmt experience simultaneously there are many many stories of people who take ayahuasca together share yes share mm -hmm. vision Really? Yeah. 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 So, like, say there's, like, one specific location. They both, like, say it's, like, they meet at a fountain, and they both go into that experience, and they end up seeing each other at the fountain. It, is that something oh, that's I don't know about happening that. when they're on no. ayahuasca? Or? It's, it's, it's like, more... so, like, a whole group, eight people will take ayahuasca together. They start tripping, and then they'll say, like, you see those three people out in the distance, and all eight people will say, yes, I see those people out in the distance there like right. that sort of thing oh, talk to them have conversations okay. and then you can go so okay. far down the rabbit hole that you find conspiracy theories that the world's elite are doing this and making pacts mm. with the people on the other side mm. <laughs> i would believe that <laughs> i've been listening to a lot of um hollywood conspiracy theories like blind items basically um tom hanks <laughs> stuff like that yeah yeah and okay. <laughs> you know i i don't really take a lot of it seriously but there's this common thread and we've talked about it before where um people make packs with the devil of course yep. yeah. and it kind of like hit me like what if all of this in the weekend always just comes to mind. The weekend and his three videos. Um, I can't remember mm. which ones mm -hmm. they are, but he makes a pact in the garden with like a snake, and and then that's his like rise to fame. It's like uh, I, I forget which three videos it is, but it's it's like a trilogy music videos. And um, what if it's literally not like a satanic figure that they're you know making a deal with? What if in these like famous people's minds literally satan is just the corporations behind their fame and like that's just like i don't know you know my recent feeling on this because i i also used to really wonder at some of these just like very blatant satanic you know imagery sometimes it's just dropped in music and art you know hollywood mm -hmm. and i would say my current feeling on that is the artist is probably just harnessing that as an energy. Like, mm. 
it's fueling their art taking yeah. on that it's I, not even a persona it's literally harnessing like dark energy like i'm i'm going to be the villain you well, know t- like my, t- t- nobody embodies yeah. this but i'm gonna like make everybody's eyes roll when i say this but fucking kanye west like yeah. he has gone from like in my beautiful dark twisted fantasy to like <laughs> taking on the role of you know the the villain he yeah uh devil in a new dress um he had to like harness that like devilish energy to get to some really dark music and it like worked you know but to me from the out outside it doesn't make sense because there's so many celebs doing this there's so many celebrities that are like trying to harness like this dark side so like it's like you're not really standing out anymore you're just fitting in at this point so to me I agree with that I, th- I think some I of mean, it is like the hot topic spencers kind of go with the anti-culture yeah. look sure exactly anti-culture but you are culture but with <laughs> kanye west with with kanye west though he recently went into a bit of a spiritual phase though right, right. now now he's totally on the side of the light although i i like with this donda rollout i don't know how much you've listened to donda oh, not at all actually donda 2 coming out um he's oh, like retaking some of the the darker energy he's a little bit more free and he's been swearing more and um yeah yeah he's uh but but he put out an album called jesus is king that was straight up gospel Hmm. and um see now he's kind of back in the middle he's somewhere between the devil and jesus but like i don't know i was just thinking about like the whole industry as a whole like they all you know push these celebrities into you need uppers and downers for everything you need um, to be on this party scene, you need to be going out with these people and hanging sure, with this sure. group and you need to be, you know, so after a while I could see almost, you know, I, I can barely, you know, hang out with people every week, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's very draining. So I can't imagine like being a celebrity and having to do as much as they do. And the, and so in my mind, I was kind of like, what if all of this like satanic like imagery and making a pact with the devil was literally just a way for these celebrities to be like, the industry is evil in and of itself. So I want to be famous. I want to be a millionaire. I want all these babes or whatever. Like I have to make a, a pact with the devil in, in a way, in a sense, with the industry to get ahead. And I don't know, that's when The weekend rose to fame, like when you know he was signed on it's like that is that is literally the message of yeah that is literally the message of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy yeah it's it so that's what i was thinking i was like uh, you know all these like people are like oh my god they're actually making packs with the devil and it's like you know that could be the case i'm not gonna disbelieve that but a very simple answer would just be the industry is is the devil and like it's yeah. evil and it's you know breaking people down and and taking away their their humanness almost and yeah. making them a product so it's maybe think of it this way maybe it's not the industry itself that's evil there's nothing wrong with making movies or making music right yeah that's true it's yeah. it's it's like the indulgence the- in the excess like the fame, like when you when you just want nothing but wealth and fame that can lead yeah. you down some very, very dark places. And so if you're just making art for art and it happens to, you know, make it in Hollywood, great. But like yeah. where you get like the 
satanic art, if you will, is like a embracing of that energy of like there's a griminess and a you know a, a real evil to lust and greed and and uh, mm. gluttony and all that. Yeah. Like it's it's okay. it's an energy. And so I you can yeah. like em- embody that or you can literally embrace it which you could argue like, like the likes of take your big M- Marilyn Manson or whoever it is that that's like mm. <laughs> literally taking it on, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. Dude, there's so many Oh my gosh, I have so many thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> So little time and <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> we have covered so much ground, guys. Like, I really want to, I want to, like, take a piece of, like, everything and, like, have a whole episode about it. Yeah, I, I want to say it real quick. Thank you to both of you for being willing to open up and share about those. Because, as I mean, we, we talked about this. Like, it is, like, it takes a little bit of opening up and, like, you know, dare I say courage to like tell a story like that. Thank you. Mm. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I appreciate you all hearing it. Yeah. 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 And I would love to like hear more going forward. Like if you have more experiences, like it would be really cool to, to talk about it as well. Cause I don't think I'll ever have another Bigfoot experience personally. I hope not anyways. Um, but <laughs> I would be very curious to see, Josh, if um, these occurrences continue and if you ever, like, uh, have closure or find out more answers or if the spiritual box, the spirit box works. <laughs> well, they definitely continue. I mean, they happen on an extremely regular basis. I, yeah. I, I don't know that anything will be big enough where it'll be like, oh, you know, newsworthy or story worthy or whatever, but... Yeah. I did start writing down in a note different experiences that I would have because it's like they're small enough that it's easy to forget, but in the moment they're so real to me that it's not something that I want to forget. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's just weird. It's just bizarre. Hmm. Don't know how to explain it. Well, before we go, um, Mosquito, did you have any crazy tales for us? Or... <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Okay. <laughs> Y'all making me jealous. (laughs) Yeah, y'all making me jealous. You'll have to come visit. Spend a couple nights. Yes. That would actually be... We should should do a Notion Club, like, gathering (laughs) at some point. And, like, do this in person. Record in person, but also, like, experience Josh's house. Yeah. (laughs) You guys will have to bring the right spirit devices. Get your gear all ready to go. You're going to have to watch your Zach Bagans. You know who Zach Bagans is? No. uh, I'm sorry, what was that? Y'all need to look up Zach Baggins. He's the ghost hunting master. I was going to say, I know Bilbo Baggins. This guy guy is the real deal. He is the genuine. He is the one. He is the man who drives the van. American actor? Ooh, he has a haunted museum. I wouldn't describe him as an actor since he's living the real life. So it's literally Baggins. (laughs) Bagans. <laughs> um, yeah. You know what? I want to really... He. It looks like he has a haunted museum. I really want to go to one of these museums where they have um, genuine or genuine uh, articles of things that are like... I don't know. Like the whole doll thing, like that freaks me out. But like I want to kind of like see these things. I want to see You got to come to the uh, Stanley... Stanley Hotel in Estes Park. It was either 
where they filmed The Shining or yes. it was the inspiration for The Shining. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those creepy haunted locations that you can visit. And I have been there. It's very creepy. Oh, my God. Okay, okay, okay. The Shining. I did not watch it until I was like 25, 26. So like a year, two years ago. Um, and when I watched it, it resonated so deep with me because I was like, oh my God, like this is, this has got to be real. This is real. But did you guys see the, the sequel almost? It's not like a full sequel, but it's something, it's uh, Danny's experience afterwards. What is it called? Um, no Sleep or something? Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Doctor Sleep. No, I didn't see it. I heard a lot about it. Okay. Um, the whole dreaming sequences in in this movie if you guys watch it the dream sequences are literally like what i am trying to describe it dream wise like all right i would check it out just on that basis. Of your body and you go back into your body like real fast and then like you can there's like uh well like for me i have a house that i can go to and mm. I know all the rooms, you know, I used to be afraid to go through the house. And then, you know, when I had this breakthrough of like, I can control parts of my dreams was when I forced myself to just walk through the house over and over and over again. And in this house, I've seen things too. Um, I'm just gonna have to explain it. Um, in this house, I remember walking through and this house is kind of scary. Um, but, uh, a childhood friend, um, a childhood family that I'd, I'd grown up with, but I'd lost connection with for a long time, didn't have them on any social media, wasn't thinking about them. Well, one night I dreamed, I went through the house and in one of the rooms I was walking through, um, I saw the sister, I saw the girl in this, and we used to be friends and she was crying and I, I couldn't, I, I could touch her and I could shake her but I couldn't get her to look at me but she was crying and so I walked to the next room and I saw the father and his face was like he was slumped in a corner bawling his eyes out and there was a dark presence around him and I was like that's weird but I also couldn't like interact with him um so I ran to the next room and in the corner was uh this friend and there was nothing there. It was just like dark. And I remember waking up screaming and crying and the pool boy was like, what the heck happened? Like, what's wrong? And I was like, something's wrong with, or not something's wrong. I was like, I had this dream. And then the next day my mom calls and says, oh, um, I wanted to let you know this friend uh, had a stroke and they're in a coma. And I was like, what? And, wow. um, it ended up being a brain issue. Um, I, f I forget the exact details, but I, the fact that like it happened, I had no contact with anyone. I wasn't thinking of this family. It had been years since I'd even thought of them. And the fact that this happened, um, and then like pool boy also, like he knew my story before, like he knew what I had dreamed before this even like came out to me. It was just like evidence for something real. But anyways, the Dr. Sleep movie, um, I don't know when I watched it, I was like, holy shit, this is real. <laughs> like, okay. It's Stephen King, his mind, like he knows stuff. He knows shit. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know. <laughs> so, 
I know I sound crazy, but it's, I've had these experiences for so long that it's like, I can't deny it anymore. Like if people mm. want to discount it, whatever, but I mean, I don't know. <laughs> so. Well, we'll leave that up to the viewers to decide yeah. how they feel. Because I'm with you. I agree with you. I'm on your side. I've had too many of these experiences. Yeah. It's all, and I question our reality as it is, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like you're your biggest critic. Like, a lot of the times, like, why would you make some of this shit up? You, sound, you know what I mean? Like, it's like right. you sound stupid, and it's like, no, like, I'm, I'm not making this up. This is real. This happened to me. You know, you're trying to tell yourself in the mirror, like, what no, you didn't experience that, you didn't see that, like, it's fine, you know, you're crazy or something. And then it's like, no, like, don't do that to yourself. You're gaslighting yourself. <laughs> you're gaslighting your reality. <laughs> Is that a millennial favorite word? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so I guess that's a good time to wrap up. We are over the two-hour mark, but honestly, this has Ooh. been a really fun conversation, guys. Um I hope you guys, as the listeners, enjoyed it. Um, and let us know what you guys think. If you have any questions, that kind of thing. You guys Sweet. have. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. If that you guys awesome. have any stories, uh, let us know. Um, yeah. Because if we like it up, we might invite you on for an allow and tell. Yeah. But no yeah, promises. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> no promises. <laughs> anyway, thanks Crossies again for Crossies never guys. count. <laughs> All right. All right. Peace out, guys. Peace out, bitches. <laughs>